All right, here we go on the five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to everything you need to know about music. Where tonight, I, Jason, am sitting with my friend Matt, aka Stats. Say what's up, Matt. What's up? What's up? And Seth. What's up, Sethy? What's up? All right, tonight we are doing a podcast. I don't know on who Matt is going to teach me about someone or something that he wants to share and is excited to do it. So I don't know how to even intro this because I don't know who it's about. So I will just say we'll get to that in a second, but we do want to do the segment This Is My Jam. And I can tell you guys that this lately has been my jam. I texted it to you, I think, a week Mm. or so ago, but it has still been on rotation in my car and I wanted to play it tonight. This is Baby Huey, Hard Times. Yeah. It's just doing it for me lately. I did. It's it's hard and soulful at the same time. And his voice just gets me. I just love it. It's so good. Yeah. It was a Curtis Mayfield song that he took and made it way better, which is hard to say that someone could take a Curtis Mayfield song right. and make it better. But I just love it. Man, a lot of soul. Um, this guy's so soulful and had such a brief time he actually died while making this album wow. um and they put a lot of padding and filler on the album in order to get it out uh so there's a lot of instrumentals and stuff on there by other artists but the songs that are on the album are actually really good but hard times is by far the best so, so i think wow. he killed this song yeah. so that's my jam i think i said this when you sent it that uh John Legend and the Roots do the cover of that that sounds so Does good. Does it sound similar? Because oh, I've not heard it. so good. Yeah? That album, John Legend and the Roots made, I forget what it's called, but... um, That that's sounds very much like them. Great. It does. Great, it does sound a lot great, like them. Great yeah. uh, album. Cool. All right, Sethy, you want to go next? Actually, yeah. no, since Matt's going, let's get, let's get Matt to do it. All right. Matt goes next? Matt goes next. So this is my jam right now, what I've been listening to. This is the new SZA album. I'm sure Ooh. you guys are aware oh, of yeah. it. Oh, yeah. No, But not, uh, the song in particular, I like Snooze. Pretty popular. When you say her new one, is Kill Bill on this one? Yes. This okay. So Snooze and Kill Bill are the two most popular songs in the song. Yeah. She's great, isn't she? Man, she's a voice she's killer. So good. Lauren Hill. I get a lot of Lauren yeah. Hill for this. Yeah. Yeah. She starts to get later into the song where she's actually uh, singing more instead of just talking. Yeah. I feel that that's where I got the uh, really. Vocal. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling that. That's yeah. great. That is good. All right, good one. All right, Sethy, what is your jam now? So my jam right now, <clears throat> I feel like I want to uh, bring some recognition to somebody who might be under-recognized. My jam right now is from Robert Glasper, and I love Robert Glasper. Do I know that name? Because, yeah, and that's why I wanted to play this. His most recent album is called Black Radio 3. So he's had, you know, it's the third Black Radio. Okay. And he is a, he's a jazz musician, basically, but it just won the Grammy for, um, I think, R&B Album of the Year, something along those lines. Okay. And when he won, Chris Brown tweeted, because Chris Brown was also in the, in the category, tweeted, who the F, but didn't say F, right. who the F is Robert Glasper. Wow. And uh, so... Sounds Gla- a lot like uh, Kanye and uh, Taylor yeah. Swift. Yeah, and Taylor. Yeah, right. he, he took it down right away, right? He like took the tweet down and all that stuff. But 
Robert Glasser being smart, made t-shirts and all this <laughs> stuff. Like he's selling merchandise off of it. Sure. Big but time. the album is amazing. It features a ton of people uh, from Q-Tip, Music Soul Child. Uh, I'm trying to think. But he's but he's worked with a ton of people, too. He's worked with Miles Davis. He's worked... Well, they, they reworked a, a Miles Davis album that he played on. Um, he's just a... Right really? now, he is the he's Sounds the guy. like a guy I should know. You definitely should. You want right. to check out... Um, Black Radio 3. It's so good. Okay. So this is a song called Why We Speak uh, that is my jam right now. And this is featuring Q-Tip and Esperanza Spaulding, mm. who is an amazing musician, singer. Yeah, yeah she and, uh, she, so I think she's won a Grammy. She's won, she's won Grammys. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Jazz, I think. Uh, Jazz possibly, music, yeah. yeah. Possibly. She plays, the, uh, she plays the upright bass. I think. Stand-up bass? Yeah. Oh yeah, this is me. Sunroof open. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, the whole album is just great too. But but I love that bro. Uh, Spronza Spalding. Let me forward a little bit so you can hear French, a little bit. Huh? Oh yeah, wow. Yeah, it's in yeah it's in French and English. Give me a little. But her heritage girl from Ipanema. is Welsh and Portuguese, I think. Is what her heritage was. She grew up in um, Oregon, I think. Oh wow, Portland it's, area. It's, it's so interesting to me to hear a good beat and then hear a different language. Too. Yeah, right? that is cool. Right. It's so funky I like that. Me, yeah. I really like bilingual yes. music yeah, when like they do that. Sometimes yeah. they mix it in there. Yeah. So wait, here's just let me just fast real quick. You can hear a little bit of Q-Tip's verse. Come on here in about ten seconds or so. Good choice, though. Yeah. Sometimes I like when you go too far. Anyway, but he's got a good verse. So anyway, so that is right, right now. That's that a great one. I'm taking both of those with me. Yeah. Well done, both of you. Check out that whole album, by the way. It's fantastic. All right, we'll do. All right, Matt, this stats is up. I have no idea how to Thank help you. you with an intro of what we're doing. So I will simply say, what are we going to learn about tonight? No need for an intro. No need for an intro. <laughs> so my, my goal today is to kind of explore and provide a little more insight about my man bobby caldwell oh well timed yes. right wow nice. this is gonna be great yeah. okay cool yes, yes. all right so most people know that he, he's a white dude that sings like uh, a soul man a black man uh so that's kind of where we're gonna start because everybody knows that about him already so i'm not gonna teach you guys that but can, i am can, gonna can i just say one thing yes. so we just did a podcast about Yacht Rock. Yacht Rock. I was going to say oh, it rock. was Yacht Rock, rock 2. Yeah. You see that right there? Are you going to talk about that? No, I, I, I wrote it up here in, in uh, oh, okay. quotations. I don't really know a lot about it. Right. I'm not really familiar with so Yacht Rock. We just did Yacht Rock 2, and one of the songs that uh, Kevin had done was Bobby Caldwell, What You Won't Do for Love. Right. And he was talking about how that 45, when it came out, was a heart shaped 45. Oh, my gosh. And it was a promotional thing. It was actually cut in a red heart shape. Right. And sold is kind of like a thing for Valentine's Day that you'd buy. Oh, my gosh. And I had said, I remember buying that album because I had heard that beat first as a Looney's song. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Barrier. And California. Right. And I said, I need to know what sample that is. Yeah. 
And I said, "What? There's this black guy. He must be so soulful." <laughs> and that's how it came up. We were saying, "Oh, no, Bobby yeah, Caldwell." And I right, didn't find out till right. many, many years later. He's this scrawny little white guy. He's a white guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, with right. The, so with more soul than <laughs> all of us combined. Right. Exactly that's right. So, funny. so go ahead. Sorry, I just wanted to bring that up because it's so funny. That was like just maybe a couple weeks ago. We were just talking yeah, about that. Yeah. That's great. So my man Bobby was born in August. Uh, he was born on August fifteenth, nineteen fifty-one. Uh, he was actually born in New York City, Manhattan. Oh, okay. He didn't know that. Quickly one. moved down to Miami. So most people think he grew up in Miami. He was raised in Miami, basically. Gotcha. So Miami has a big part of uh, who he is and, and, and the artist that he became. Uh, his mother was a real estate agent huh. in Miami, and one of her main clients was Bob Marley. No. Oh, wow. wow. That's cool. So Bobby got to meet Bob Marley oh, wow. as a youngster, you know, around 17 years old. So he had kind of an influence his music bob's did on on bobby's development really Bobby, yeah. so bob marley spent time in miami, miami. Huh. yeah wow cool so um as he grew up and as he kind of became a teenager he wanted to sell more records of course like any other artist would and uh, he began to run into some to some walls basically some brick walls because of his nationality you know people had an, an issue with him being white and singing soul music really? and being an R&B singer. So he started to have trouble selling records. He had trouble kind of taking off at that point. Interesting. So 1977, 1978, he sent a demo to TK Records. TK Records was in Miami. Uh, Henry Stone was the CEO at the time. Uh, and the promo album was What You Wouldn't Do For Love. No way. And that was 1977, 78. Wow. That comes across his desk at TK Records and he says, I love it, but I, I don't love you. Wow, we're gonna have a hard time selling like you, marketing you as the guy for this song, for this new R and B voice that we have, and everybody thinks it's it's is is a is a black man. Wow. So what are we gonna do? So Bobby kind of takes it upon himself to figure out a solution for this. So I can't tell you over the microphone what he did with his with his record album, but I want you all to look at the record album from 1978. What you wouldn't do for a love. His album is a silhouette of of someone sitting on yeah, a bench. Yeah, on a bench. I have the album. I have the I have the vinyl. That's Bobby Codwell. Yeah. In a photo that was taken of him on that park bench. Right. Okay. But he chemically dipped it in order to make it a shadow. Okay, so it's like it's blurry, right? Like a shadowy you, kind of yeah. So basically you can't tell. You could see it's a person on oh, a bench, him, but you don't know what don't it is. Know. Oh. You don't know his race. You don't know anything about this person. I'm looking All you see right. is somebody sitting there. Got it. So, so he, did that on purpose. he went back to Henry at TK Records and he says, this is my solution. Henry said, I love it. Let's do it. No way. So there's no pictures of him on the album. No. Ju- no kidding. First and second album are silhouettes of him. Oh my god! The gosh. first one is on the park bench sitting there and he... Um, the chemical pro- I wrote down the chemical process that he did to it. I won't get into that. <laughs> it's okay. But anyways, he made basically <laughs> an etching of himself which was a shadow on that park bench with his arm up. Yeah. Blue yep. background. No kidding. And that was his way to kind of conceal yeah, who he his, was like who he, and right, his identity, yeah. but he still wanted people to know who he was as an artist. You know what's weird? There's a couple of artists that are extremely soulful, like Bobby, that are white. And I never thought about it, I guess, at that time, that it would be difficult to market. Like, I think of Michael McDonald, for example. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, he's extremely soulful and a you know, very deep, deep voice. And... I, I was, I, I don't know, I guess I never thought about it, the difficulty it would be to market that as, a, as, a, as an image. I, I don't, I don't know. I, well, we're I, talking I, about I, late 70s. Yeah, I, was yeah, I guess. Especially, I but, guess, yeah. Uh, we're talking about the prime 
R&B at the time. This is like he, Here's why I say that, though, and, and not to make anything racial, but for just a minute since we are talking about it. In the 50s, it was the opposite. Right. They almost encouraged white artists to sing black music. And it was even more, not appreciated, it was more uh, uh, applauded because it went more mainstream. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, in the 70s, you're, you're telling me it, it was really difficult for him to market him. I, I find that strange, even though I guess now it, it is. I'm sure they would have been able to sell records. But the market that they were targeting was, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I got you. If you're going after the R&B market, you're going you know, after the soul market. Yeah, okay. Black market, right. No, that's fair. I just saw an interview of, um, and this is, you know, I think it might have been today, but maybe it was over the weekend, of uh, Macklemore, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. And they and he was asked the question, like, do you do you still feel like you're a guest in this culture, hip hop yeah. culture? He was like, absolutely, I'm a guest in the culture. I'll, I'll always be a guest. Yeah, as a you know, white Eminem, rapper, Eminem is a guest in right. this culture. Right. And uh, and that's interesting because I wonder if that's sort of the same kind of thing. This is you know part of soul music, R and B, whatever you know, R U A. Initial uh, impression is, is, is worth a lot, of course, right? That's true. Once you get over that, I think people can realize that you have a true talent. Yeah. If you're a really talented person, your race or ethnicity kind of goes out of the window. Right. And that's kind of what happened to Bowie. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that makes you, sense. Do you have the chops or not? Yeah, I right. wonder. Are you, uh, you know, right. Similar to probably uh, Jimi Hendrix breaking into to rock and right. roll. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So... As as nineteen seventy eight rolls around, they release that record. Uh, Bobby starts performing, and he starts. Uh, Natalie Cole says, "I want you to headline for me." No kidding. His first major concert appearances. So now people are finally getting to see who Mister Bobby Caldwell right who he is. actually is. Yeah, oh, Mister wow. Robert Hunter Caldwell. His <laughs> <is> birthday. <laughs> He's headlining for Nat- Natalie Cole, who he actually wrote music for. Oh wow! And people. See Bobby Caldwell walk out on the stage for the first time, and they were like, "Who is this, this white man? Yeah, yeah. Is this little white and guy going to introduce sudden, Bobby Caldwell? Somebody, right? <laughs> right. All of a sudden, <laughs> what you wouldn't do for a love stars? and everybody says, "My man," you know, like <laughs> uh, uh, training day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, that's kind of once they realized this was the guy that was singing that song, he was accepted. Wow, mm. good. Cool. It wasn't an issue anymore. Right. That's cool. But it was more of an issue on his part, I think. Are you going to play that song? Yes. I okay, sure cool. will. Sorry. Right. I, think, I think we should, if we're going to talk about that so much, I think we should at least give, yeah. give a little bit of it. So, so 1978, this is the pitch. This is the, this is the pitch to TK Records in Miami. It's such a good song. It is a good song. I guess you wonder where I've been. It's an amazing song. It's a lot I of soul. To find the love is it the horns for you, Seth? I love it. Yeah. The bass. The bass is amazing. First time I heard this song as a child, my dad played it for us. Really? He says, Matt, what do you think the nationality of this guy is? I said, oh, it's black. He's like, no, he's a white guy. And I said, what? Yeah, <laughs> I thought the same thing. Everybody yeah. does. Boy, I could sing. He could really yeah. sing. Yeah. But if that I'm parts. honest, I don't know other than one or two other songs. I don't. You, so 
I don't know Good. much more than that. I'm glad. I'm so very that's glad. cool. All right. Glad to hear that. Yeah, I would agree. That, yeah, that, actually, that tickles my... Uh, okay, cool. Good, 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 good. <laughs> so th- he does have some very famous songs. I'm going to play his top three songs right okay. now. Okay. Because I just want everybody to be aware. And once people hear them, they're going, oh my God, that's him. Okay. Yeah. Yes, of course. Okay. Okay. So by far, what you wouldn't do for a love is his m- most iconic song. Absolutely. Double platinum. Everywhere in Japan, it was double platinum. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, yes, the song oh, wow. was extremely popular. He was an v- extremely popular artist in Japan too. I don't no know way. If a lot of people know that. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So uh, his next on his catalog, his next um, kind of runner-up, I guess, is uh, it's called "Open Your Eyes," and this is on his second or maybe third yeah. album. This song's amazing. Uh, yeah, most people know this song. Yeah. It's the uh, I think the keys, yeah. piano, keyboard. Well, when Common brought it back, I was just going to say, I, know, I think I know because right. of the sample right. again. Yes, that's the only I reason I, I know do. it. I think yep. most people know the song. Uh, yeah. In our generation, know the song because of the sample. I think I went to the, yeah, the sample. But I grew up listening to the original. Did you really? Wow. It's such a great song. We, me and my brother had invisible keyboards that we would play. Yeah? That's and cool. And he would do that. That's awesome. Great. Was this much later than uh, what you won't do? So most of his most of his popular music came out between 1978 and nineteen eighty two. Oh, okay, uh, but he had music coming out after that. Gotcha. But that was the, kind of the, his the, sweet spot. The sweet spot was gotcha. it, right. Oh. Absolutely. So this is "Open Your Eyes." Uh, it was on the um, the album was uh, "Cat in the Hat," which was his second studio album. It was came out in nineteen eighty. Okay. Okay. In uh, his third song that I always kind of reference is called My Flame. Yeah. And I know this because of the sample too. Right, Biggie. Right, sky's right. the limit. Would have never, yeah. Right. I didn't, I didn't, until it just played, but. Yep. That's just phenomenal. Right, yep. right. And, I, and as, as I do with all of my podcasts, I always play his, the, the artist's most famous songs first. And then you deep, go deep I, dive. I always go deeper. <laughs> yeah. You gotta go deeper. Yeah. Because yeah. there's always I, I appreciate songs. that because if yeah. you just stay at the surface and just do with the popular stuff, you're not right. really right. getting right. to what the artist can really do. Right. But before I do that, I want to talk about my favorite samples of each of those three songs. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, this is going to be that. fun for me. Oh, yeah. just let's quickly, go. Just yeah, really please, quickly. I just want to play a couple of them, okay? Okay. Starting back with What You Wouldn't Do For A Love. Yep. Okay. I'm sure you have a favorite cover. I'm sure you have a I favorite do. I cover. I do. Th- I told you it was The we Loonies. Yeah. And that is my actual favorite cover. Okay. I have that here. The Loonies are yeah. from the Bay Area in the 1990s. You know were- The Loonies. Seth, I got five on it. Oh, I got there five. Go. On. Yep. yep. This yep, yep, yep. band was, or this group was extremely popular, and they were from my home where we, where I grew oh, up. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So th- we, this is what played on the radio like oh my eighty-six no, times a day. Yeah. Yeah. Kidding. Yeah. 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 Uh, when, but, yeah we loved this stuff when yeah. this came out. We were like, oh, big Loonies fan. Operation. I got five on something. it. Yeah. 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 We had that yeah. album. Stankonia. Stankonia. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So this is a great song. Okay. Number one. Okay. But I, I have a couple of other. Um, he's been. This song has been sampled before. I by don't. I can't name any. That. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I got a couple. Right okay, here. go. <laughs> the baseline. Oh, of course. I, know, I, wait, I never put I'm two and two it. together. I, I'm yes. telling you, I'm here to blow your mind tonight. Wow. Things that are right under your nose Listen, that you, you didn't even know you were listening to. You know this. <laughs> I was gonna say, is it you Tupac? Know it's yeah. Turn it up. Right from the start. Dun, dun, the baseline, so. Dun, 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 dun. This is I forgot it. about 
yeah. yeah. And believe it you or know not, what? I've never put two and two together. Believe it or not, Tupac sampled the same song twice. No, he didn't. I'm kidding. This what? Is the second one. It's a good song too. Whose mind's blown? Mine right now. <laughs> it's good. Wait, I never put two and two together on the first one. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. That is good. Two that's great, good great samples. And he did, I think Tupac did a great job making it his own as well. Yeah. But yeah, still kind of sure. reflecting, you know, the uh, true good song that it was, you know. Um, so, of course, I'm going to play Common. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is one of my so favorite. So, the song that I played for you ever. before my um, Open Your Eyes. It's not even a sample. He totally lifted it. Right. It's like it's thing. just right, right. It's right over the it. Is thing. this, uh, did Kanye produce this or no? This is before Kanye. You know, I Kanye. You know, I, I think this is from like Water for Chocolate. Is this from like Water for Chocolate? I think it came after. Okay. But I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. I never knew a la 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 a la like this. You're combining two amazing things right, right here. This right. song is pretty exceptional. What I was kind Common's of voice. My, uh, Common, his voice could read the telephone book to me and I'm a happy yeah, guy. Yeah, that like voice Morgan is Freeman. Yeah. That's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Just read the dictionary. Read the dictionary doesn't matter to me. Yep. I'm, I agree. Good one. I, I knew this I was pitching the idea to this podcast to my wife. And I was telling her the song. She's like, I don't know that song. 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 <laughs> and I played this song. She's like, I know that song. <laughs> yeah. uh, John Legend, actually, going back to John Legend, yeah. he did a cover of, uh, a straight up cover of the, of Open Your Eyes, which is really good. Oh, no, really? Uh, yeah, 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 really yeah. good. Okay, I knew this one. I didn't know the Tupac ones, though. The two no, Tupacs. I didn't know that. Yeah, no. I didn't know that. So that one particular song, Open Your Eyes, hasn't been sampled a ton because it is kind of unique. That's the most notorious sample for that for one. For sure. Uh, My Flame, the next one that I played for yeah, you, the biggie. number three song. Sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. So if, if you've ever listened to this Life or Death mm. album, yeah. there's a, like a 45-second intro to this song. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's from his mother. Uh, right. Yeah. But it's not really his mother. Well, it's supposed to be his mother. Right. <laughs> so you're on the street corner selling trash. Lyrically acclaimed. I'm gonna tell you that this is my. Hold on. Third favorite Biggie song. Ashy to classy. classy. I like that. I like that. It's my second or third favorite Biggie song. What's number one? Juicy. No, no. Number one is. Um, one more chance. One more chance. So just a couple of other songs I want to play for you guys. I know you guys have probably heard uh, one or two of these before as well, but um, I know this next one you guys are never gonna expect. Okay. There to be a Bobby Caldwell reference or sample. Hmm. I'm going to play the song and you're going to say, no way. No way. You got the wrong song. Okay. Leah. <laughs> uh, this is not a Bobby Caldwell sample. I don't hear it. I love it. I love when people say that. I'm trying to pick it up. I am too. So it's not, it's, not uh, the keys. it's not a key. It's not the bass line. It's not anything like that. I'm going to fast forward the song to one minute. Okay, guys? Okay. And I want you to listen closely. Okay. You hear that? All right. Yeah. Okay. Little vocal so reference. Got right. it. Vocal reference. Okay. Ah. Gotcha. Vocal reference right there. Most okay. people have no idea that was a Bobby Covell. Got it. Yep. You know okay. what? Yeah. I hate. I, I love that song, and I hate that it's tainted just a little bit by R. Kelly for me. It yeah. just yeah, creeps me out every time I play. It's like I know you what? feel like, a little what? bad, right? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. 
So now, as I customarily do, I'm going to get to my match choices. Okay. Match three, I yep. guess. Yeah. You call it match three. <laughs> match three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So the, the fir- so. If you guys are going to listen to Bobby Cobble, I guarantee you're going to listen to those first three songs and probably all those covers too because yep. they're great songs, yep. right? So I want you guys to dig a little deeper. And uh, this is a song called All of My Love, okay? It's from a 19... 19- Eighty-two, my okay. birth year. Okay. <laughs> Just think of this when this song was made, 1982. Okay. I have not heard this, Sethy. No, I don't think so. Nope. Nope. Just all around good song. Because I was gonna, I was starting to say like, you know what? He's sounding. He doesn't sound as soulful to beating, but then kicking the chorus yeah, or that, that or that. That gets yeah. in, right? Right. By the way, I'm going to make sure to reference this to Kevin on the next Yacht Rock podcast because this song. definitely uh, belongs right. on the yacht. Right. Yeah. The song? Yes. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. 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 So this is like this is number three on my. Are we going three, two, one? Right. Okay. There you go. Matt, the stats picks three, two, one. Okay. (laughs) There's no other way to do it. Stats picks. What's the name of this one again? Sorry. All of my love. All of my love from 1982. Okay. Got it. Matt's birth year. Matt's birth year. That's right. (laughs) All right. So I'm going back to the 1978 album, "What You Would Do for a Love." Okay. This song is called Can't Say Goodbye. Do you, you hear the funk difference in just four yeah, years? Yes. Yeah. This is when he was trying to break in to R&B. I got to tell you, this is a little bit more Music my, is different, I, right? I agree. Yeah. And as opposed Less. to the second album that came out in 1980, the yeah. sound is totally different. Yeah. Less yachty. Right. More, more R&B. Funk. More right. funk. Yeah. Absolutely more funk. Can't say goodbye. Technically, the song came out in 1979, the single. Did, oh, okay. I dig it. I, it's just that funky bass line in this whole album. Yeah. yeah. How much of that did he do? I know he played piano. I know he played keyboard, yeah. you know, keys and synths and stuff. And I know he also played a lot of guitar. He did. Did, did he do bass and stuff too? or did he, he, he played have- a lot of instruments. The only information that I have on what instruments he actually played on the records were his 1982 album, Carry On. He played every instrument no kidding he actually missed he mixed it and deranged it and he actually produced it as well wow holy wow. smokes i didn't know that that's yeah. always everything me, man. Wait, 1982 drums too yes every instrument he played wow yeah. dude's yeah. a good drummer yeah because those those beats are good that's impressive i like this one a lot yeah, yeah. And the fact that it's on the same album and I own the album and I don't know it, that makes me upset because that, that shows you I basically bought a single. You ain't digging. You ain't digging. I didn't dig. I definitely didn't. I bought it for that one song. You know what, though? When I was a kid, it was one song. Yeah. I, I rarely listened to an entire album. I, I didn't. Right. Because yeah. you bought, right. and, and I would buy singles, too, and yeah. cassette singles. Right. Yeah, I bought a lot of those, that too. Was, they were great. Yeah. Because I was, you know, a poor kid. Three bucks yeah. for a cassette single or right. two bucks, whatever. But, but right. also, I mean... 
a lot of the times the albums were kind of just it was filler. It was a lot of filler. Like there's a lot of filler. Like maybe there was one or two. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so you can buy the singles and you 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 get away with the one. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? uh, And I don't think and I'm I'm being really honest about myself. I didn't have the patience to sit down and listen to a whole album. What kind of adolescent is going to listen to a whole album? I just didn't. Yeah. Yeah. No way. There's no kid that's going to sit down. So they weren't really good, and I didn't have the patience, and that's just not a good combination. No. That's right. Right. All right. So this is my number one. I wish you shouldn't say number one because your favorite open your of eyes, the, my uh, flames, and uh, what it, what you wouldn't do for a lover. Obviously, my favorites of Bobby Caldwell, right? But my kind of off the grid favorite, <laughs> the number one, of, right? Of, of of the off of the grid. Stats. Yep, stats are, picks, stats picks. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's called coming down from love. Nineteen eighty. Second is album. Second album. Okay. Cat in the Hat. Look at my man. Look at my man on the album cover. Yep. With the fedora. The seasons, I made the Damn, my man can sing. Yeah. Now I remember. Yeah, that's me. What you did to me before. Me and my it's brother was a good pick. It's a good pick. Yep. You were so clever. You know, it's almost like when, uh, you know, he was he was part of the thought pro. I'm, I'm phrasing this wrong, but thought of the thought process of part of the thought process of the voice before the voice existed. Right. You know. Yes. Like it's all like turn around your chairs, but you right. like because when you just if you just close your eyes, you did, Seth. Yeah, music is music. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Blind a blind audition. Right. Yeah. Blind audition. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Get to the hook of the song, and you finally hear why it's called "Coming Down from Love." And that's—it took me 12 years of listening to this song Ooh, to realize the hook was actually "Coming Down from Love." <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it's wow. good. This song is good. This song is good music. Yeah. Okay. This I one's like gonna. That. This one's gonna make the list. I'm gonna add this yeah, to my playlist like for sure. That's really good. Please do. If you listen to any of these songs, this is the one. It's great. Yeah, this is really. You good gave music. me a couple of good Luther songs when you came into the Luther mm-hmm. podcast. The ones I have like never heard of. Or that were a little deeper than I, I usually went. This one's for sure. Yeah, awesome. For sure. That's my goal it. in life. <laughs> Everybody knew that Bobby Coggle was a white guy that sang sang good. No, I don't think a lot of I don't think a lot of people know about Until him. He died. Oh, okay. I think a lot of people. I, yes, we'll we'll talk right. about that in a second. I think a lot of people know the song, and they just have an image of what it might be, who That's it right. might be, but they don't know who it is. I don't I think. Oh, I don't well, think. I just I just come in the assumption that everybody knows who he is. No, so if, I kinda, if you showed me a picture before he died, and said, "Who is this?" I, there's no way I would know. No, I just, right? I just yeah. wasn't that in. Like I hear the the songs, and and I know some of the samples and all that, but I would not have said, "Oh yeah, it's Bobby Caldwell." So I guess yeah. the 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 opening portion about his um, album cover when he got on the park bench yeah. has a little more meaning now. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. it yeah. is truly like uh, American uh, the voice, the voice. Yeah, you know, yep. a blind audition. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. You want a truly uh, a blind. You don't want people to have a preconceived opinion on who you Absolutely. are. Absolutely right. So yeah. let me come at this blind. Let me not know the people who know know who I am. Which must have been difficult for him, and I'm wondering if that had sure. a bit of a, of, a, a, of a reason why he wasn't bigger than he should sure. have been. Oh, that's be- interesting. Because yeah. it wasn't something he could market. Right, right. It wasn't something he can go out and say, this you is who I am. You can't market you. Yeah, you right. can't market yeah. yeah. right. So the music had to be so good to get to where he was right. without it. Right. And he was maybe only able to get to so far. It's so I, interesting. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, I think he would have gotten further if he yeah, was sure. I guarantee truly he black or, you know, with, and had that soul. He would have mm-hmm. gone a little further. Well, he wrote music for all. Uh, he wrote he wrote music for. Uh, so I, I skipped over a couple of pieces here. But actually, he wrote music for 
uh, Neil Diamond, Natalie Cole, no Roberta Flack, Al Jarreau. Uh, so he was pretty prolific in his, you know, his songwriting as well. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. And in the seventies, kind of when he was taken off and starting, um, he had a band. Oh. It was his band, and Little Richard was in Miami, and Little Richard heard them performing, and he hired them oh, to come be his on. band. No kidding. So there was a few years there that Little Richard was performing with the Bobby Caldwell, Bobby Caldwell like band. in his band. <laughs> That's a great. Until so Bobby Caldwell was like, I don't need Little Richard. And he, he basically said, that's we're going to take amazing. off and we're going to do it. And that's when he went to TK Records and said, this is my demo. Holy shit. He so, must have been a phenomenal musician. It, yeah. It was, Little yeah. Richard is. Yeah. And demanded only perfection. Yeah. Right. Wow. That's great. That is. That's good stuff. So, so let's talk about his death a little bit. So that was recently. That was what? A month ago? Uh, March. As, yeah. Mar- yeah. He, he passed away at uh, 71 years old in New Jersey. He grew up, you know, he was born, excuse me, in New York uh, and grew up in Miami. But uh I don't know how he passed away, you know, but it was yeah. very young, 71 yeah. years old. It's really sad. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, one of the things that will come of it is I think his music is being a little bit more appreciated hopefully, and, hopefully. And, and learned and heard. And, you know, I think, I think more of who he was and, uh, you know, what he looked like is kind right. of coming yeah, out. Absolutely. You know, I'm seeing absolutely. a lot of things like online. Yeah. Um, a lot more like uh, my, my daughter, who's a, you know, on TikTok, like all the other kids right. her age. She knows his songs because they're like her. making it on TikTok now, and she knows, it's cool. kind of interesting. I'm, yeah. I, you know, I'm all for those blind auditions. You know, I'm really for that. You know, people wow. really have you know preconceived thoughts and, and notions of, of what somebody should look like if they perform a certain type of music, and this just goes to show you that you can perform any type of music you want. Yeah, well, you know, race just creeps into so many things, and I but I was just thinking as you were talking about that, is there any other art form where race matters as much? You know, like an artist, a, a, a paint and brush sure, artist, sure. or you right, know, no, some sculptor you or something, sure. you're not going to know for the right. most part. Right. Nor right. do I think it's even a factor. Right. Yeah. But in music, it from the marketing well, standpoint, well, I think stuff, I think R&B is a specific genre. Of music, well, absolutely. Is, yeah. That's right. You know, I right. think that has a lot to do with it too. Yeah. But yeah. And it, from the cultural standpoint, it's like the same thing I said with Macklemore. Like, you know, if if you might be a guest within that culture making good music, and but yeah. are you familiar with it. the term blue-eyed soul? No. Blue-Eyed Soul is basically soul song by white guys. Like Sinatra? Kind of. I mean, it crosses all the different genres of music from all the different decades, but it's meant to say even some of the doo-wop guys from the 50s Uh were white guys, street corner, you know, kind of guys that would, you know, do acapella stuff, but they had some serious soul. Mm -hmm. And if you, if I played those records for you, I think you'd go, that's four black sure, guys sure, that sure. are singing yeah. doo-wop Absolutely. they're not they're white guys mm-hmm. and it was just blue-eyed white guy soul and it's it's kind of become a genre and i think yacht rock brought some of that sure. into yeah. it yeah and yeah. kind yeah. of took it under its wing Shine where I, on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and i think it's a little bit more um uh recognized or or highlighted within that genre because there is no such thing as a genre of like all one, uh, one white one R&B. Right, 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 yeah, right. yeah. What are, I mean, it's almost like a like a black country singer. There's there's a few breaking right, through now that are big right, stars. Right. That's so. what I was going to answer your and question I with. Couldn't, couldn't name a name because I, you know, how I feel about well, country Darius music, Rucker. Darius Rucker, Darius Rucker's Rucker's big. Yeah, yep. But what what are the what are uh, some little other little Nas X made that hit? Oh my gosh! Right, right. The Cowboy right, song. Right. I'm curious, like, what other names come to mind when you think about like white people who sort of broke through into this other cultural music scene? I think there's some R and B guys that current i think like you know what i was gonna say though i don't 
know if now it's cared about as much. Right. I agree. Right. It's not as, as big it of a was deal. in the 50s, 60s, 70s, yeah. 80s. Well, you Justin Timberlake's featured on, featured on hip hop songs. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think if you, you know, got the well, chops. I think Justin Timberlake has. He, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yes. I think if you can yes. play, Most people know. Yeah. Like right. people know Justin can sing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So nobody questions him. Yeah, nobody yep. says, "Well, you're white." Nobody right. Says anything like that. That's right. 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 Once people know you can sing, that's good. Yeah, you know? yeah. Which yeah. is kind of cool. Which is mm-hmm. cool. What I was gonna say was, I implore you if you do find this music interesting, Bobby Caldwell, he created a whole album of um, old Sinatra esque type songs. Wow. Oh, really? If you like old jazz standards and old big band all stuff? All big band <gasps> stuff. All, he has a whole album of all those different types of songs. He actually remade it, uh, a few songs. And actually, my honorable mention song okay. for tonight yeah. is actually a remake of, um, I believe it's the Supremes. Real quick, before you play that, while you're thinking, have you ever heard this, the album that Marvin Gaye did that is uh, kind of Nat King Cole-esque? No. Um if, do, do you like Nat King Cole? Very much. So just as long as we're talking about those things, I, I would recommend checking out, and I'm just uh, finding it now. It's called Vulnerable. Okay. Does he do Nat King Cole songs over, or does it have that kind of vibe? It's his own, it's his own music with, right. with that, that vibe. <gasps> no way. And that was, the, that was the artist that Marvin always wanted to be. He uh, wanted to be more of a crooner. A crooner, thank yeah. you. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he made that one album. It's called Vulnerable. I don't think it was released by Motown until like the '90s. Really? Yeah. It was just. Is it know. pretty good? Uh, if if you, I, I like that style of music. Marvin's voice is beautiful, <laughs> really? and that highlights his voice. So it's not it's not like a, incredibly soulful like you're used to with, with Marvin, but it is very Nat King Cole. Oh, I'm going to definitely yeah. check that yeah. out. Good. Yeah, it's, worth, it's worth checking yeah. out. So what was the one you wanted to take me out on? Or your honorable mention one? Let's do it. Uh, it's an emotions song. You'll know it right away. And but, Bobby uh, redid it? Bobby redid it. Okay. And for the longest time, I thought it was Bobby's song. No way. <laughs> Voice. Don't ask my neighbor his name. What's the name of this song? Don't ask my neighbor. I like this. Yeah. I've never heard it. Matt, <laughs> <laughs> the stats. See, if I was just listening, I would, we should probably tell people that was Matt. That wasn't yeah. part of the song. Yeah, exactly. This is my second favorite. Oh, wait till it gets deeper in the song. What was your first favorite? His number one pick. Oh, that was good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I still like "Open Your Eyes" better. No, I mean of the of the three that everybody knows, we're putting those aside because I knew those. I got you. Yeah, got you. Yep. Then I, I agree. We're, we're delineating. Yeah, we're yep. delineating. Yep. Yes. Two, those three, two different. Those columns. three famous songs are not in the same category. And right. I only might like "Open Your Eyes" just because I because you know, of the common. I know of yeah. The, yeah, because right. it just takes me right back to that sample. Yeah. but it's such a good song. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Ooh. Where did he get this soul? That, that might be number. This might be number one for me. Gotta be. I, I didn't think you guys would like this song. Oh heck yeah. yeah. I can show the emotions. I can show this. Oh! 95, he redid this. 1995? Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. Sounds older. Very much so. The yeah, song like is much older. Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Sounds like what he was doing in the 80s. 
Right, right. Yeah, Matt, you did, you did a phenomenal, well phenomenal well done, job. Sir. Absolutely fantastic. Thank Checking you. out a lot of Bobby Caldwell stuff. I'm so glad he got his own podcast. Yes. Because I didn't know enough to do it. I'm so glad that somebody did. He deserves it, and it was well-timed. Considering his recent death, which is so sad. It was a pleasure to do it too. Like yeah. I, like I told I you, I didn't know you were like, kind of you were brought up on this stuff. Oh yeah, that's cool. So big. it was big in the house. This is big, right? Wow. That, the record that I have is my dad's old record. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's the awesome. one that I played at the house. Yeah. yeah. No oh, yeah. way. Yeah. Well, with that, we will say thank you so much for listening. Check out these songs, and we will see you next time. Welcome.